Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G, and I am Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Tuesday, October 5th, and today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are on page 89, beginning of the chapter, Working with Others. Unpacking that first paragraph that starts with practical experience shows that nothing will so much as ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. Today's readers are, and thank you so much to Team Tuesday, Barbara P., Kathy S., Crystal P., Elaine G., Marge E., our newcomer greeter Lauren N., and our host Penny C., the reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, October 4th, 2021, 7 a.m. meeting is 17,861. That's 17861. And for yesterday's 10 a.m. meeting, 17,862. 17862. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Crystal P. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Crystal. Hi, good morning. This is Crystal P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto, Canada. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
We try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so much, Krista. Thanks for subbing in. I will now ask for Marge E. to read the 12 Traditions. Go ahead, Marge. Thank you so much, Amy. This is Marge E. from Massachusetts. I am recovered but not cured. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you very much, and I pass. Thank you so much, March E. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the direction for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book. We are in the beginning chapter, Working with Others, on page 89, starting with the first paragraph. And I'm going to ask Barbara P. to get us started. Go ahead, Barbara. Good morning, everybody. Barbara P., compulsive overeater in Atlanta, Georgia. Chapter 7, Working with Others. Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from, from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. 
It works when other activities fail. This is our 12th suggestion. Carry this message to other alcoholics. Exclamation point. You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. There is so much in this paragraph, it's packed, and I'm not going to try and cover it because I know everybody will. Um, let me, I guess, look at just a few things that touched me this morning. Um, the word immunity, I looked for immunity from eating and its repercussions, really. I still wanted to eat, but didn't want the repercussions. Um, and I looked for that for decades, decades, even in OA. I looked for it for decades, and I looked up the word immunity, um, protection or exemption from something, especially an obligation or penalty. And even if even when we lose, use it in biology, the ability of an organism to resist a particular infection or toxin by the action of specific antibodies. Like, so there's an action I can take, and this first line says it all. You know, I looked, I searched for immunity. They've answered the question, how do I get it? Practical experience shows that I just work with other alcoholics. That simple. They tell me to carry this message. Well, what message to other alcoholics? That there is a way to recover. There is a way not to be bound and tied and in prison with food. Um, and there is a way out. And that is just phenomenal. That was a new message to me. I thought maybe there was a way to just get by and at least manage it, but to have the problem removed, which is what the promises tell me, it was just um, an amazing message. I didn't believe it, frankly. I still, sometimes I'm, I'm baffled by it, but I didn't believe it. But I saw enough people living free, and I thought even if I get a little bit of that, it'll be better than where I am. The other thing I really that pops out to me this morning there's so much, but remember they are very ill. Working with others helps me remember how very ill I am. It doesn't matter how long I've been separated from food. I have this disease running through my body and waiting, waiting at any point in time. And my memory can fail because I am basically still the same exact person with a progressive disease. And so it helps me as I, I would get my little doses of vaccine. I get my shots in listening to other people, listening to to the disease. I hear it. it. It does what a vaccine might do. It puts a little disease into my body potentially, which is a good thing. It helps me stay present to the fact that I have a disease. It has nothing has changed. I wake up an addict every morning and I need help. The help I get is in working with others. I get all the information I need, and I get unblocked with 10, 11, and 12. The 12 is such a big part of that, unblocked from that spirit, that power that will recharge my batteries every day. So working with others, this chapter tells us exactly how to do it. There's no big mystery. I don't need any specific experience uh, or, you know, or training, just my own story. That's it. So with that, I think I'm going to pass and can't wait to hear what everybody has to say. Thank you so much, Barbara P., for getting us started. 
So now we're going to take names of folks that would like to share. And just a friendly reminder that although we appreciate your experience, strength, and hope, if you have shared on either Monday or Friday, we ask that you stand down so that others may share their experience and hope, their experience, strength, and hope as well. So who would like to share on what was read? Rachel K. Larry K. Allison L. Larry K. Katie F. L. Katie. Jerry K. What was that? Somebody J. Gloria K. Jaron K. Jaron K. And Karen K. Okay, this is what I've got. I've got Rachel K. Larry K. Allison L. Katie F. Gloria K. Karen K. Anybody else? Janet Janet all right, that sounds like a great lineup. All right, Rachel Kay, you are up. Please go ahead. Rachel, can't hear you. Rachel okay, Kay? you are now un- you are now unmuted. Can you hear me now? Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we can hear you now. Okay. Okay. Sorry about sorry about that. Um, so yeah, Rachel Kay, compulsive over, recovered compulsive overeater from California. Um, thank you so much, and thank you to the first person who read. I'm sorry I didn't catch your name because I was trying to mute unmute. Um, but I love that idea of you know that that getting a little inoculation from the the live virus of the disease um, when we talk to people um, and help them and. Yeah, I I love the part in this reading that says practical experience. You know, here's the dirty little secret of service. Um, At least for me, I don't always want to do it. Um, A lot of times, and this is a miracle of recovery, a lot of times, yes, I do. Um, You know, God has put in me that desire to help other people. But, you know, Maybe sometimes I don't, Um, but it it doesn't say that moral imperative tells us that we need to work with other people or because it's the right thing to do with a capital R, um, you need to work with other people or because you're running for Pope or sainthood, you know, you need to work with other people. It just says practical experience. So it's because this works. You know, not because it's a nice thing to do, but because, you know, it is a nice thing to do. It is a beautiful thing to carry the message. I believe it is God's will. But even more than that, you know, I'm I'm still a selfish compulsive overeater at heart. Selfish in that I don't want to go back into the disease. More than anything else, I don't want to be face down in the food. I don't want to wake up with that feeling of, oh, F, you know, I binged yesterday. So practical experience shows me what works more than anything else, helping somebody else. That's what works. It's practical. It works. You know, it's free and it works. So that's, you know, that above all else is reason to do it enough, even when I don't feel like it. You know, I may have a, a program call to make or something. You know, I can call somebody else and see how they're doing. Sometimes, you know, a lot of times, I really do want to know how they're doing. I really, I really care about them. 
But sometimes it's because I'm having a bad day and no, I don't really give, you know, I, I don't have whatever, a rat's whatever to give about what, how they were doing. But, but I know that this will work. I know that I can get out of myself. I know that it will provide immunity if I call them, if I get out of myself and find out how they were doing. And, and by the end of the call, I am out of myself. You know, is that my time? Okay, I'll pass. Thank you very much. Thank you for everybody doing service that I pass. Thank you. And for some reason, I can't get my timer to turn off, but I'm sure I'll find it eventually. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right. Thank you, Rachel. All right, Larry Kay, you're up. Please go ahead. Okay, Amy, thanks so much for your service. Larry Kay, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. Yeah, didn't want to have that here. timer going on the whole way through your talk there. <laughs> That's, uh, believe me, that would be more enjoyable to listen to, believe me. You know, we, <laughs> we, come, from, we come from the Oxford Group movement. You know, that's our, our history, a little bit of history. Frank Buckman, you know, uh, started the Oxford Group Movement, and he talked about, um, he said that self-centeredness would be replaced by altruism. And altruism, you know, giving, giving of ourselves with no thought of a repayment. And then he, you know, and if we recovered, we can help. And he, he passed this along, uh, Buckman did, to Sam Shoemaker, and this, this notion of an altruistic movement, the, the head of the Calvary Church. And, and then, of course, Sam Shoemaker passed it on to Bill. You know, and, and Bill brought this to life. If you, on page 14, he's telling his story, and he says, while, while I lay in the hospital, the thought came that there were thousands of hopeless alcoholics who might be glad to have what had been uh, so freely given to me. Perhaps I could help some of them they in turn might work with others, right? And my friend had emphasized the absolute necessity of demonstrating these principles on my affairs. So Bill brings this to life, and, uh, and, and, and we learned that helping others is the cornerstone of our recovery. So I, I'm not going to water down this message. I'm not going to dilute this message. You know, what, what is this message? You know, they, they, there's, there are very few sentences in the big book that end with an exclamation point. And when one of them shows up, it's a clear message for me to listen, to pay attention. Carry this message to other alcoholics. There's the exclamation point. So when meetings fail and calling your sponsor fails and reading the literature fails and writing gratitude lists uh, fails, working with another compulsive overeater won't fail. And that's powerful. That's very powerful. You know, and... Um, you know, and, and then helping others, again, is the cornerstone of my recovery. On page 77, I have to fit myself to be of maximum service to God and to those about me. The early AAs had 75% rates of recovery among the early AAs. That's very, very powerful to me. So I can carry this message. I don't need to dilute it. I don't chase anybody down. But I can help when no one else can. And that, to me, is, uh, is the essence of this program, you know. So with that, I pass. Thanks, Amy. Thanks so much, Larry. Okay. Allison L., you are up. Please go ahead. Hey, good morning. Thank you for your service, Amy. This is Allison L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. 
um, the words practical experience. So they're not sharing a theory or an idea. This is what they know from their own lives and the lives of those that they witnessed being saved from alcoholism. And so when I came to this meeting, I hear it here as well. The people with voices of recovery who share, who, who have what I want, they sponsor, they work intensively with other compulsive overeaters. And so that's what I do. And now it's my own experience as well. And I did not feel all the promises being true for me. I didn't feel neutrality around food consistently until I was sponsoring regularly. And now I've, I've been feeling that for five years and I've been working with other compulsive overeaters and consistently, rigorously, meaning um, I don't take breaks from helping others when I don't feel like it or if my life seemed, seems busy or and no matter how much is going on or when we have death in the family or when we move, those are the most crucial times for me to stay consistent in carrying the message and working with others. And also, I have to carry this message. So in order to carry the message that this set of instructions in the big book is talking about, I must be working it myself daily. I can't work with others based on only my past experiences if I don't continue to live this way day by day, my, by my, day, by day myself. Um, I, I can't tell others, hey, you're going to continue to grow in conscious contact with your higher power and you can rely on that power in all of your affairs if I'm not doing that myself. So I have to continue living it day by day and following the instructions for staying in recovery. Um, and also the line to remember that the people I'm helping are very ill. When I am very ill, I'm good at faking being okay or even seeming sane, like I have it all together. And so I keep that in mind, no matter who I'm working with, um, who I'm talking to, no matter how they look or sound, if they're in this program and they're asking for help, I assume they, like me, are very ill um, and seeking recovery. But I've been generously given as I worked these steps exactly as they're in this book. Um, and I'm given that another day, so long as I continue to work the instructions in this book and um, carrying this message to others, working intensively with other compulsive overeaters. So that's what I'm going to keep doing. Thank you all for being here with me, doing it day by day. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Allison. Okay, KDF, you're up, followed by Gloria Kay. Good morning. This is KDF, a recovered compulsive overeater. And I just love this um, part of the big book because it's really uh, reinforces the idea that we don't graduate from this program, that we keep working this till the day we die. You know, that we, you know, I, I didn't come in here though thinking that. I mean, I came to my first OA meeting when I was 14 years old and I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. And I left, you know, and I never looked back for seven more years. And it wasn't like that whole seven years I was out there thinking, you know, oh, maybe I need to try OA. Maybe I need to try OA. I wasn't thinking about it. So then I come back and then I'm in the rooms for six years. And all I'm doing is up and down, back and forth, you know, until I was in full-blown relapse. And so thank God this program doesn't you know, give you an expiration date on how many times you fail and get to start again. Because if that were the case, then when I needed someone to extend their hand to me, if they, you know, if they said, well, you know, how many people have extended their hand to you, Katie? Um, you know, I would have, I would have never recovered. And so I have to remember that when I'm carrying this message to other people that, 
I don't get to decide whether today is the day for them or why should I give them another chance? You know, I know that I can't work with everyone, that it doesn't mean that I have the message for every person. And if they would just follow my script, then everybody would recover because that's just not how it works. But every time I am extending and listening to other people, which, you know, I do, I return phone calls. I, um, you know, called people who are he I hear are in relapse or, or um, different things, and I hear what they're going through. And not only am I hopefully, you know, giving them some sort of an olive branch, some sort of a, you know, hope that there is recovery for them, but I'm also ensuring the fact that I'm not going to get the bright idea that taking a bite or taking a break from this program is is a, a good idea. You know, I all I ever hear is really horror <laughs> about what it's like to go back out to the food. You know, and it's people who are true out compulsive overeaters like me. It's never just you know one bite. It's never just you know um, this little quote slip. It's you know it's a nosedive. It's a cliff diving experience, and that's what I have to believe would happen to me. And so I'm so grateful that we get to work with um, other people and we do it continually with that OPA. Thank you so much, Katie. Okay, Gloria K. followed by Karen K. You're up, Gloria. Press Hi, guys. This is there you are. Gloria K. Hi, this is Gloria Kay from South Florida. Uh, recovered for today, not perfect, uh, but uh, working my program for the last 34 years, and I love it. Um, but what I've been doing um, also is my, my work. I'm in the field. I'm a psychotherapist, and what I do is I'm helping people like you know, 24-7, especially since the pandemic, and I've been feeling a little guilty because I'm not sponsoring as much. But one of the fellows uh, fellow said to me, but wait a second, you're helping people all the time. And I said, yeah, you're right. And um, so all I want to share is um, I'm not going to feel guilty for today because I do what I can, and I'm always available for calls. And I do sponsor, and I do have a sponsor. And this program works. It's incredible. For anybody suffering, just keep just keep on listening to this meeting. That's all I got for today, guys. Bye. Thank you so much, Gloria. Okay, Karen K. followed by Janet B. Go ahead, Karen. Good morning, Amy, and thank you for your service. My name is Karen K., recovered compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credits don't transfer. All that basically means all the years I spent in AA and the other programs do not transfer into OA. So I'm having a new experience. Um, yeah, it's great to work with others. It, it's a wonderful thing. However, for me, I have to make sure that I'm doing everything in balance. Um, two Augusts ago, I can't remember, um, I was sponsoring 12 steps in seven days. Uh, it did help some people. Uh, perhaps I think I went a little bit too fast. Now I go at the pace that the person wants to go. And what I'm learning from that is is balance. Um, you know, I hear in uh, on meetings, you know, and stuff like this, you know, 
you know, am I in recovery to, to, to live or am I living to recover? You know, I need to be making sure that I'm giving away what I have and that if I didn't have sobriety, I would not be able to help people. Now, what does helping people really mean? For me, it could be opening the door to someone, smiling to a stranger. Someone needs help um, having their food uh, without eating it, a little joke there, carrying their groceries to their car, uh, being a productive member of society, doing what I needed to be doing when I was in the food. Basically, it's being a grown-up adult. And then we have this beautiful thing, and when someone's new in the program or any 12-step program, and watching them having their experience and staying out of God's way, all I have is this little lantern to show a person and to share my experience, and the rest is God's. Um, and if I'm tired or have hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or ask for sick, and I'm trying to help someone, I need to help myself first and let God work through me and check in with God first, always, before I help somebody else. It could be 20 seconds. It could be five seconds. We have 12 beautiful steps. The first one talks about the substance. The rest is about living. I have a living problem, a living solution. That's in the big book of AA that allows me to be of service to God and to others. It's in the world, not just in the rooms, because pretty much everybody can behave for one hour. Sometimes I can't, but I try and go on to the next person and just be a blessing to everybody. Just be a blessing to everybody. With that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Karen. Okay, Janet B., you're up. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning. This is Janet B., recovered from compulsive eating and bulimia in New Jersey. So I'm thinking if I were a fairly newcomer sitting here and listening to all this about, like, carry the message and that's how you get immunity, I'd say, oh, crap, I'm sunk because I have no message to carry. And to that I want to say, it's okay. It doesn't start out that way. On page 77, it says, at the moment, we're trying to put our own lives in order, but that's not an end to itself. Our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. But when I came in here, all I was trying to do was to put my own life in order. I had no message I could carry to anyone else. So what do I do? You know, it's so I, I believe we start out, we come here running away from food. But at some point, there has to be a shift, and it's inevitable if we work these steps, we stop running from food, and we start running toward a relationship with God and service to others. And step 12 tells us exactly what happens. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, then we try to carry this message. What a beautiful promise that is, right? If I work these steps, I'm going to be spiritually awakened enough that I'll have something to carry. I'll have a message. I'll have something other people want. And what is this spiritual awakening that they talk about on page 25? God just does a major earthquake inside my heart, the way they talk about it, right? 
We've had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. I love that word revolution. It makes me think of Les Mis, except in this revolution, the good guys, God wins and does a whole upheaval. So I start caring about my fellows and about God. And then, and only then, am I fit to carry this message. And when I do that, look at that wonderful gift I get, immunity. I am protected. Never, I pray God that I'm never so arrogant to think that I'm abstinent because of anything I do. I'm abstinent because God is good and God protects me. It's not that I'm great. It's that I'm grateful. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Janet. Okay, for those who came in a little late, we are on page 89, the chapter Working with Others, the first paragraph only. So who would like to share on what was read? Leah S. Melissa C. Lynn H. Jen A. Lynn Nessa R. Nessa R. I missed, hold on a sec, I missed somebody. Uh, Lynn Leia H. Melissa. Lynn, Lynn H. what? Lynn H. H. From H. Montreal. Leia S. Yeah, Lynn H. Got it. Leia S. Melissa C. Jen C. Nessa R. Lynn H. Who did I miss? I got everybody. Well, that's this miraculous. Is Jen, this is this is Jen A. You said Jen C. I don't know. Okay, they Jen A. Got them. it. Thanks. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. Anybody else? All righty then. Leah S., Melissa C., Jen A., Nessa R., Lynn H. Leah S., you are up. Please go ahead. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S., recovered and grateful in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, wow. Um, I do not rest on my laurels. This is a plan of action, starting with um, my food, starting with my behavior towards my food, and behavior around others. And I didn't realize that that was uh, that was really what was all about because I was having an attitude about everything and um, not resting on my laurels. You know, the first thing I really want to do is give credit to Vision for You for these incredible meetings that, that have given me so much inspiration and so much encouragement and so much change in my life and for a good, good sounding board and for good advice all the time, all of it. And um, no, I did not understand that when I give away, that's when I'm gaining. And that when I uh, try to help another person through a telephone call, just a telephone call, that it it does incredible things. And um, uh, uh, at the time that I was going to meetings physically, I was actually meeting these people and 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 interacting. It was like unbelievable, and we can still do that now. Uh, of course, with with um, uh, with 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 the safety uh, part, but 
it's it's like just um an unbelievable story that has happened to me and it can happen to you and with that i pass thank you so much leah okay melissa c you're up Hey, Amy, thank you so much for your service. I'm Melissa Sam, a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in New York. And, um, God, I love this paragraph. Um, it, it, and, and, and what I really, I, well, thanks to Barbara for getting us started, because I, I love that um, idea that this is the immunization. It's like, it's like the injection I get. I get a little hit, a little piece of this disease inside of me so that my body creates the antibodies so that I'm no longer interested, you know, in the food that once owned me. And, you know, that's just miraculous. But what I get from this paragraph um, is there's a, a very clear direction here. It's intensive work with others. And that I have to remember that they're very sick, that we're dealing with sick people. And so, you know, intensive doesn't mean convenient. It doesn't mean occasional. It doesn't mean like when I feel like it. Um, and it does. And, and I even look at the word with. It's not on. It's not for, but it's with. Which tells me that the intensive work that's happening is yes, I'm doing it as a sponsor, but so is the so is the person that I'm helping. Right? We're working this together. This is a together program. It's not an independent study. You know, um, it's where we actually do the work together. And the thing about remembering that people are very sick, that we're dealing with people that are ill, you know, why do I need to be told that? Well, you know, an alcohol in cups is an unlovely creature. And oftentimes when we're working with people in the beginning, they're not so fun to work with. They're full of, you know, they're full of all the um, symptoms of this disease, self-pity. You know, they're dishonest. I, I mean, I could say they, me. I was full of self-pity. I was full of dishonesty. Everything was about me. I was inconsiderate. You know, I called when I felt like it. And um, thank God for the people that recognized that I was sick and they helped me. They taught me, right? They helped me get in aligned with discipline in a loving, kind way. And we can, you know, we can give really clear direction, but we don't have to be cruel about it. And I think for myself, there's, you know, we recover best when we're given two things, the right information and a lot of love and support. And that's what's worked for me. And uh, thanks for that all pass. Thank you, Melissa. Okay, Jen A, you're up. Hey, Amy, thanks so much, and thanks for taking the meeting today. My name is Jen A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater here in Colorado, and grateful to be on the meeting. Thanks for the awesome start this morning to the meeting and to my day. Um, you know, page 89, I love this, because my favorite, um, my favorite thing in this paragraph is the suggestion. And that's all this program is. It's just suggestions. I'm not any better than anyone else in this program. I've come to realize that um, from doing the work and working with others. And this chapter really um, brings about that exclamation point in my life. Um, you know, it contains 150 suggestions in the next, I don't know how many pages, about how I am to work with others 
And I can translate this not only to working with sponsees, but working with my teenage kids, working in my relationship with my boyfriend, working in um, the workforce with the people around me. That's what I can translate as anything. Suggestions, suggestions, suggestions. Um, you know, I'm not here to convince other people. I'm definitely not here to carry other people to save anybody. Um, and I'm definitely not here to boss anybody around. And when I finally um, understood that part of this working with others chapter, um, and I began to let go of the reins and just let the organic process begin to happen and let go and let God, that's when I began to see the miracles of this program um, happen in my life. And, uh, you know, it was four and a half years ago this month that I started reading this chapter and working with others. And I will just tell you at 4.30 this morning when I'm talking to a sponsee, um, you know, who's in Europe, there's nothing better that I would rather be doing than sitting there talking about the spiritual realm and about where we are today. You know, she's recovered, and yet we're both recovered, yet we're still working with each other. Why? Because, because we have to take and guide other people through this work. That's the biggest gift. See, I was given something in this program. You all helped me. You guided me through 164 pages, line by line, paragraph by paragraph, the year after I got recovered. And I learned the big book. Not that knowledge is going to get me and keep me well, but what it does is it helps me to grow, grow spiritually and be connected to a power source greater than myself that's going to restore me to sanity. That's why I signed up for this program, because I was insane. And today I get to be hopefully more sane, more peaceful, more loving, patient, gentle, kind, and tolerant to other people, and then hopefully give this message away so that they have the same thing that I have, and they're going to give it away too. That's, the, that's, that's what we get um, from this. The food, it's great. It's down. But I get to show up as a human being, right, not a human doing on this planet. And I get to give away love to others and serve others. That's what I love about the end of the last chapter we just read, right? We're going to give it away for fun and for free with no expectation in return. So working with others, making these suggestions, um, you know what? They're ill. I was ill too. I still am. And if I don't think I am, I'm only kidding myself. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Amy. Thanks so much, Jen. Okay. Nessa R. followed by Lynn H. Go ahead, Nessa. Hi. Good morning, Vision Cleo. Uh, this is Nessa R. and I recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. And I'm going to jump on Melissa's bandwagon about the word intensive. Um, this is a very important paragraph, and I think that this word is the key to the whole paragraph because it describes the nature of the work at hand. Um, you know, before I recovered, I've only had one sponsor since I recovered. I mean, that's the sponsor I recovered with. But before I recovered, I had many, many, many sponsors. You know, and they asked me to call, you know, whenever I could, you know, um, and they wanted me to talk about my life and my problems. Sometimes they gave me advice on what to do from time to time. We did some modicum of step work, like an inventory and amends, like basically steps four and nine, and that was it. Um, and that made me feel understood. It made me feel supported. It made me feel, you know, like I belong somewhere, but I, it didn't help me recover. I never recovered. Um, and this has to do... Um, I guess with the definition of the word 
intensive. Like, what does intensive mean? And in the dictionary, there's a few definitions, but it says, some of them says, highly concentrated, uh, tending to give force or emphasis. And that only means one thing. It means taking responses through the steps. Uh, not in a big book study kind of form that takes, you know, um, years. Uh, this is what we have this meeting for, and there's a whole bunch of other different programs, BBAs and AWOLs and, and workshops and, and whatever for big book studies. So it means to take sponsors to the steps as quickly as possible. Um, you know, I learned from my own personal experience that I cannot be my sponsor's therapist or marriage counselor or um, life coach, uh, lawyer, accountant, financial advisor, um, because when I do, um, I'm hurting them. Not only I'm hurting them because I, I'm not helping them recover or guiding them through their recovery process, but because I'm not qualified in any of those areas at all. So my advice is, is, is pure garbage, right? Um, the only thing I'm an expert in is the disease of compulsive overeating. And now, by the grace of God, through the 12 steps, working entire abstinence, almost 10 years of recovery, I am also an expert in recovery. And that's the only thing I can help them with. So that's my only job. Uh, not to take their food and to listen to their day and to listen to, you know, their, their grievances with their boss or their husbands or whatever. Thank you, but it's to take people to the steps. Intensive work means to take people to the steps. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa. Lynn H., you're up. Hi, guys. Lynn Honey H. from Montreal, Canada. I'm sorry for, uh, I was uh, getting muted, unmuted, and muted. So sorry, I, I repeated my name quite a while. Anyways, Lynn oh, Honey. Go ahead, Lynn. So I'm Lynn Rennie. I'm an overeater, and I'm on the road of recovery at step ten, step twelve. Sorry, so I'm just here. Oh my God, this for me is the reason why we can recover, because if Bill would have kept it for himself, uh, we would probably all be dead or all crazy. It's because he gave it away. It's the only gift that I receive from all of you that if I want to keep it, I have to give it away. I don't have a choice. If not, the it, it's like a, like a little ticking bomb. If it doesn't move, it just explodes and you can't keep it. And I'm so grateful for all the people that really wanted to recover so they did things that they didn't want to. They heard me like crying, like there's no tomorrow. I can't believe I'm gonna have to do this for the rest of my life, la la la. Is this gonna work? And for all of you who are sharing your experience, strength, and hope, that is my um, my saving boat. Um, every time I have a, hmm, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? And the seven years that just passed for me in the program, there was always somebody who would say the good thing at the right time, and I could hear it. So the immunity is for you, but it's also for me not to leave. Um, and I heard in the rooms also that, you know, we can't stay clean on yesterday's shower. Well, shish, I didn't even know how to take a shower when I arrived here. I thought I did, but I think I was keeping on my clothes because uh, I wasn't that clean. 
And uh, so thank you for showing me how to take a shower, how to take a soap, how to, how to brush my hair, how to, you know, like the simple things in life that I thought we were all born with being kind, being loving. I thought we all had that. We didn't have to learn it. Like, come on. But yeah, now that I've learned it, oh my God, what a gift. And you know what? You better uh, not get uh, too, um, you don't want me to leave because I'm not leaving. You're going to be stuck with me for a while. So, because um, I want this. I, you're just like so inspirational. And I think also this is what makes the other people, it's like on a Titanic you know the prayer, uh, the the prayer of uh, Roseanne. I put my hand in yours. Well, on my left hand, I'm holding all the people that have recovered, but on the other side, I'm holding the hand of the newcomers, and that's how the Titanic doesn't sink. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. Have a nice meeting and have a nice day. Bye bye. Thank you, Lynn. Okay, so we have time for about two more shares. Who would like to share? Linda R. Linda R. Blanca BG. Stacy. Um, I'm not sure Stacy will have time for you, but we I'll put you down. So Linda R. Blanca BG, I think it is, and Stacy. I don't think it's your initial, but that's okay. All right, Linda R. You're up. Please go ahead. Linda, press star one. Linda, Linda. Ah, there yes. you are. Hi. Thank you. Linda R. Recovered in North Carolina. I'm very grateful and thanks for your service. Thanks to everyone on the line for sharing beautiful shares of today. I relate and identify. You know, when I came into program, my sponsoring was totally different from the way I sponsor now because, you know, I was more like a robot. Like I just did what my sponsor told me. We just did first three steps back then. And then when I started to really navigate the steps that, you know, I did the vision for many, many years, the meeting really gave me a lot of depth and weight about the big book step study. And now when I sponsor, I really have a lot to give. However, it's really just my role to navigate the steps with the person I'm sponsoring. And, you know, I'm the guide on the side, not the sage on the stage. I really have to just observe, like I call it being a silent witness. And because, you know, of all the knowledge that I really am so grateful that I have about the steps from people that have given me all this information, I just, like, really take them through. And I take them through, you know, much more quickly than what I did before. And, you know, when I first start sponsoring now, I don't try to convince anyone. I just try to listen. I try to, you know, hear where they are. And it's just different. It's a very different experience. And I'm sponsoring a few people right now, and I just want to share, one of the reasons I wanted to share today is that the sponsorship experience with the relationship that I have now is so meaningful to me because it's a very spiritual journey. And also, I get so much more out of it because I have that opportunity to review the steps. And every time I take someone through, I get more from it spiritually. So I just wanted to share that that. To me, it's a sacred relationship being a sponsor. And step 12, I need to be of maximum service. Switch my hat. Again, I'm not a therapist. I'm just there to be the guide and really take people through. So thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you, Linda. Okay. So, Bianca, or Blanco, did I get that right? Hi. Hi. Yes, that's 
Perfect. Thank you. I'll try to be brief. Um, I just felt a real need to talk this morning because I lost a friend and uh, it was quite sudden yesterday. And I had just uh, met up with her after 50 years. I, we finally contacted each other. We found out we lived in the same city. And uh, she was so darling. She uh, was so excited. We met up and she said, I'm going to take you all over this town you're living in. I've lived here for 14 years and I'm going to show you everything. And I'm going to introduce you to my friends. And she was absolutely lovely. And we were so excited to have found each other. And it was just, uh, it only happened a week ago, a week and a half. And she said, uh, she had called me and said she wanted to go walking with me and I said, that would be great. Let me know. But she never called me to let me know when we would go walking. And and, uh, I found out she'd had a a, a massive heart attack yesterday in the morning. And, you know, I was devastated and I, I was so heartbroken and I couldn't understand why, you know, why did fate put us together only for me to, to lose her? You know, after we had, we'd had so many plans, it was just wonderful to see someone from my childhood again. And again, you know, it's like my higher power spoke to me because I found out she knew she had a bad heart and she wasn't going to let it keep her from enjoying every single day, living life to the fullest. And the best, her best friend called me and said, she always said, look, yesterday's gone. Future's not here yet. I'm living life. And Boy, did she. And what a, another lesson for me. And I thought of my program, you know, living life one day at a time. There's nothing we can do about the past. Tomorrow, who knows? But boy, did she live her life and love her life. And a uh, fantastic uh, OA message. Once again, I thought of all of you in program. And... Uh, Thank you for being there and letting me share this. Uh, and I'll pass. Okay, thank you. So sorry for your loss. All right, Stacy, we have about one minute. She'd like to go. Sure. Thanks so much, Amy. This is Stacy, and I'm a recovered compulsive reader from North Carolina, and happy to be on the line today. You know, when I first came into program some 18-some years ago, I just thought there's no way I can help another person, let alone do all these things, but I'm just going to give it my best. And, um, you know, I think I learned pretty quickly that I can actually still carry the message, even as a newcomer, just by showing up and sharing, you know, where I'm at. And um, and very quickly, you know, after six months in program and being able to do service at a meeting, which was so scary, but I, I remember how beautiful it was. And um, so... Um, Fast forward, oh, and then the other thing that hit me um, is that, you know, what we read back on page 88 that I, I, I missed, I wasn't on live, so I didn't share, but just that we become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily. So that was a scare of mine. How can I possibly do things like helping other people because I'm so busy, you know? But, boy, I tell you what, by working the steps and getting into recovery and by doing the two things I've learned on vision, you know, since listening since January, um, enlarging my spiritual life and serving others, helping others, it's just blossomed recovery. And uh, so I just love, I love working with new people and also just, you know, carrying this message as best I can. So I think that's about it for one minute. Happy to share for the first time on this meeting, and um, I wish you all a great day. Awesome. 
Awesome, Stacey. Thank you so much. Welcome aboard. Okay, everyone, I would like to thank everyone who shared today. Many thanks to Team Tuesday. Please join us for a second awesome unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. Share ID for today, Tuesday, October 5th, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern time is 17,866. That's 17866. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Kathy S. please read A Vision for You? Thanks, Amy. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.